You're listening to Drinking on the Job, D-O-T-J. I'm your host, John Coyle. Drinking on the Job is a toast to the culture of food, wine, and all things fermented. We'll be talking with winemakers, musicians, artists, late-night bartenders, scoundrels, and more. It's time to grab a glass before its last call. Rita Jamet is an icon and legend in the wine and culinary world. She's here today to share her charm and her brilliant story. Great. Well, we're sitting here having a glass of champagne with Rita Jamet, drinking her incredible La Caravelle. Uh, she makes a Blanc de Blanc and a Rosé. We were just discussing incredible shortages on the champagne market. But uh, Rita Jamet joins me today. She is the chief bubble officer. It's the CEO of the, has her company. That's which I me. love that name uh, <laughs> of La Caravelle Champagne, a brand with deep, deep uh, historical roots to Manhattan's culinary scene, which we're going to talk about. Um, but let's uh, let's start. Um, what do you start? I guess we'll start with uh, the story of uh, La Caravelle. It opened in 1960. It was the place where JFK would go, and and uh, Walter Cronkite and Salvador Dali and who's who went to La Caravelle. Um, at, at this point, I don't know where you are in your culinary or career with Andre, but like eventually you end up taking over this uh, like gloried, iconic right. <laughs> restaurant in New York mm-hmm. City. Uh, yes. In 1984. 1984. Yeah. So, and what were you doing before? Like, how long w- was the vision to take over? So we moved to the U.S. in 1980 from Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre's family used to own the Bristol Hotel, and mm-hmm. when this hotel was sold, he was like a fish out of water, and uh, I was not very happy in Paris, a place I loved to visit, but it was not a good time. But okay. so we were inclined to just scoot out and we came to the u.s and i fell in love with the country and to this day it's uh, i don't want to live anywhere else and was new york the first stop new york was the first stop okay yes which is our paris it is new york is (laughs) the capital of the universe (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we arrive here in 1980 and uh we needed uh you know sponsorship for the a green card and, right. and Andre needed a job so he through his hotel connections he started to work at the Regency Hotel Okay, and they sponsored him for the green card uh, f- fast forward a few years later in 84 he bought the first half of La Caravelle restaurant Okay, and what were you doing because were you running the hotel I mean you obviously have like no. great operating experiences or I was uh, I actually my my I studied marketing mm-hmm. I'm a marketing and branding person okay um I ended up in the restaurant world because you know by marrying Andre yeah <laughs> um you can apply your knowledge to many different industries oh. um and uh no I while well, in 1980 from 80 to 84 and then on we were you know building the family so um uh, we, we had three sons. Wow. Are yeah. they in the business? Uh, e, two are indirectly in the business. Mm-hmm. Yes, one is the co-founder of Sweet Green, mm. Nicolas. 
I love sweet green. Yeah. Wow. Good. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe give some coupons to me. Uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, I, I do. I genuinely love yeah. that. That's cool. It's and so your other, good. And your so, other two sons. So are? his twin brother Patrick works for a company. He's in um, food product distribution and marketing. His company now that he works at is called Meaty. M e a t i. It's a plant based uh, protein. That's, well, that's incredible. Just explode. It that is. is it is. Like this one is very unique because it's only one ingredient. Is the mycelium from mushrooms, you know, oh, the yeah, base yeah. of mushrooms. Okay. It's fantastic. It's just nascent. It's very early stage. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, oh, it's cool. going to... That's a stock tip. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not public yet. Uh, so, so the, and then our oldest son, Christophe, is uh, a digital strategy uh, consultant. So, right. yeah. So, you got most of the family in the food hospitality yes. uh, side of the business and that definitely just kind of rubbed off being around exactly. you and Andre for sure. It was inevitable, I think. Although we never pushed them because it's not not a good thing to do. I totally agree. I have yeah. two kids and I just say, just be happy. Exactly. Find um, your thing and something that makes you yeah. happy. And So, look, La Caravelle, how do, do you get introduced? Because at this point it is a legendary uh, spot. And uh, so, what's it like going in? Were you nervous taking over? Did you hear about it and said, "Oh my God, we got to jump on this"? Like, how does that? How did that work? To how did you get your foot in the door? I guess? So the first time uh, Andre had been to to La Caravelle as a guest early and in, uh, interestingly enough, he had he had spent a year in New York in the seventies, mm. late seventies, right. and the first restaurant he set foot into in the uh, in New York was La Caravelle. He uh-huh. was a guest of a friend. Uh, in 76 or 77, something like that, because he represented the Bristol Hotel in New York. Mm-hmm. And um, after, he remained in touch with the owner, and when we moved to the U.S., you know, he started to talk with him because Andre was looking to open a restaurant. Right. And the owner said, oh, I'll guide you, I'll be your, you know, advisor and all that. And then after looking for a few places, they didn't find anything. And then one day, one day he invites Andre to lunch. He said, listen, I want to retire. Why don't you buy my half of the restaurant? Wow. So that's how yeah. it happened. Yeah. And in, who, in who owned the other half? The other half was uh, Roger Fessaguet, who was originally the chef at the opening. And he himself had bought the shares of Fred Decré, the other co-founder okay. of uh, La Caravelle. And then eventually, did uh, you buy him out? Yes, yeah. yes, in 88. So what was it like walking in under such uh, a large shadow of Le Caravelle? It was, it was uh, I mean, interesting because the place had a lot of presence. Hmm. But it was a rough time because the minute uh, Andre had, the ink wasn't dry yet. There was a pen review of the New York Times. Right. Oh. Pen. I mean, really bad. It was like, welcome to La Caravelle. <laughs> Wow, the glory days are over. Oof, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Be- because because New York Magazine eventually said you were the best restaurant in the city. Yes. So it took a while for for was it them not understanding the the huge culinary shift, or was it you finding out what your identity needed to be or, or what you wanted it to be? I think we had not had any involvement yet. So the reality is, when we came in, the the restaurant had kind of stayed the way it was since mm. opening since the sixties talking right. about 24 years right. and the world around you changes so if you don't know how to adapt while still keeping your identity it's tough the nouvelle cuisine and all these uh, you know all these uh, yeah. uh, new trends um, also there's a kind of um, you know when you stay you kind of uh, rest on your laurels a little bit sure. maybe some of that with that identity of the dowager they used to call it the dowager 
Oh, of wow. restaurants was totally yeah. crazy. Oh, oh. I know. <laughs> that's just a backhanded, <laughs> not even a compliment. No. Right. No, it's so, not. so was your immediate thought like, we're going to take it over and then we're going to, we're going to paint it and we're going to put in different murals and we're going to change the idea. We're going to be, make it more contemporary. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It just so happened that when, when uh, Andre became a partner in 84, the then chef uh, wanted to, go work in a club. He didn't want all these tough hours of restaurants. So we brought in uh, Michael Romano, who we had met through a different channel, through the the school. He uh, went to Union Square Cafe? Uh, Eventually, later. uh, Yeah, he's he's a great chef. So because before Caravelle, André was looking to open a restaurant with Michael, actually. And when they didn't find anything, it didn't work out, you know, André... Uh, had that caravel then he said he said to Roger Fessaguet he said hey how about we bring in Michael it'll be <gasps> the first non-French rest- yeah. uh, well, chef there well this this was that era really where I think New York cuisine started to kind yeah. of set its own pace because you had a lot of American chefs on the rise you had Rick Moonen Oceana you had definitely. Patrick Clark from the Odeon absolutely uh, first uh, really well known African American chef in, in, in the oh, culinary yes. world yeah. uh, David Burke Larry Forgione so it was at that period Many. And, and, the, and the cuisine was shifting was it not? definitely like, definitely more uh, like healthy or more healthy and more local produce and, and not necessarily sticking to the the Escoffier rules which mm. is what Larry Caravelle was. So when Michael joined, he I think he had the toughest job to bring La Caravelle from two centuries ago to the sure. 20th century. But he did a phenomenal job. Um, I used to go was, to Union Square Cafe just yeah. to eat his pasta. Yeah. He made amazing And pasta. Ma- Michael also had a, a French classic training, right. which is good. came in very handy. And, and I have to say that uh, there was great mutual respect between him and uh, Roger Fessaguet, who was the chef at, and then the partner, right. Andre's partner. <clears throat> so it was a wonderful few years. And then eventually uh, Danny came. <laughs> Just, uh, Danny. Uh, yeah, Danny, and he, he uh, you know, he, Michael went to work. For oh, him. went Danny Meyer, yeah. Danny right. Meyer, yeah, yes. Sure, yeah. yeah, and then, you know, Michael continued to have a beautiful career, but we're very yeah. grateful to him. It's like a family, you know? Yeah. So, like, give me some of those experiences from that day. What are your, like, favorite moments? Like, obviously, getting reviewed and being then now considered one of the best restaurants. Um, what were some of your happier moments? And, and we should discuss, by the way, how hard it is to run a restaurant. Oh. Yeah, it's just... And now even more than ever. Yeah. I, ever. I mean, yeah. It's uh, the, the labor, the hours. I mean, what was your typical work week like when you were at La Caravelle? I mean, the restaurant. It's just... It was crazy yeah. because we both, Andre and I, were working at the restaurant. And we have we have three kids at home. So you can only imagine. Actually, we sit now every once in a while. We look at each other. We say, how did we do it? Yeah. But you have to do it. And you're still together. We're still together. Miracle. Wow. Okay. (laughs) 40 plus years. Uh, Many people listening couldn't imagine working with their significant other. In the restaurant business. Every single day. (laughs) And raising kids. Exactly. And also the pressure, right? The pressure. Like when... Uh, you know reviewers are coming in. Yep. Um, who was the big reviewer back then? Was it Brian Miller? Brian Miller. Oh. Brian Miller. Yeah. Well, when the first review came out, which uh, we had just stepped set foot in the restaurant, it was Marion Burroughs. I think she was inter- oh, interim uh, yeah. okay. reviewer. Yeah. Because uh, the restaurant, don't forget that La Caravelle had four stars at the beginning, you know. So you come down from that to... 
a pen review was no fun. And but, then how, did it get re-reviewed and get Oh, yes, stars? many times. I mean, I know it was considered times. best, but did they, did they go back to the star thing? They uh, got back, yeah, they, they, uh, La Caravelle got uh, three stars a few times. So okay. it's good. Uh, sometimes two before that, but... Uh, Give yeah. me a couple of your favorite moments of, of being a restaurateur, like, is it the is is it celebrities? Is it just something that happens? Get like some magical evenings. You're like, man, I've I will always remember. There are always some you know wonderful moments. The celebrities, of course, but yeah. uh, my favorite celebrity who came was Robin Williams. Oh, I so wish he was still around. Yeah, everyone. Does. It was yeah. very very special, yeah. and he interacted with us and with our team and with his guests as well in his own way. Like when a dessert came up, we did um, like uh, some like you're Good Morning Vietnam. Sure. So yeah. he there was a, a hazelnut with a long caramel stem, and he was like beep 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 Good Morning Vietnam. <laughs> it was like ah, <laughs> priceless. He was, he was a very kind human. Very. Very. I've met him a, f- a few times. I was fortunate, and I once met him at the Improv in L.A. And um, I was seeing a friend of mine who was performing there in Boston, Lenny Clark. And so he chatted with me afterwards. And remember, he said, "Your name? Oh, John. Cool." And then uh, I went to the comedy store probably a month later, and I went to see another friend perform. And I went backstage, and he goes, "Hey, John." Oh, wow. And I was just like, "How does this guy remember my name?" I know. I know. I mean, he's like Robin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> he owned the world. Definitely. He, I mean, just. Yeah, that was one of those moments. Just, it just Definitely. the entire world. Just also, uh, yeah. Charles Aznavour, which I'm a huge fan I don't of. Know. Who's Charles that? Aznavour is a, one of the mythical French singers, ah. crooners. Oh. Uh, you know, and um, he was after his dinner. He was walking out, and he started to sing just for himself. You know, I was <laughs> like, ah, I was following in that. Um, no, it was. We had a lot of wonderful. Uh, also, the colleagues in the industry are always yeah. very, mm-hmm. very rewarding to have them. Uh, fun situations, uh, kind of unwanted drama. When um, at some point, um, <laughs> it was Rudy Giuliani before he, when he was running for mayor. Oh, when he was um, normal. When he was normal. <laughs> well, actually, I don't know if he ever was, but his zero tolerance was kind of just a little peek under the hood, right. or behind the curtain, like oh shit. <laughs> so Uh-oh. he was he was having lunch there, and unbeknownst to him, Ivan Busky was dining in the back oh. of the restaurant. He actually, Rudy Giuliani, had put him behind he, he bars. He was prosecuting him That's for right. uh, insider exactly. trading. Yeah. So we well. were all saying, oh, we just hope their paths don't cross <laughs> now, that they're not going to go to the restroom yeah. at the same time. Anyway, like uh, interesting moments yeah. like that. Um, and then working with our different chefs was a wonderful experience. Um, harrowing at times, but um, wonderful. Chefs are very temperamental people. Yeah, they're artists, yeah. you yeah. know. They're under yeah. artists under pressure, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, we worked with the Japanese chef, obviously with the younger French chefs also. Right. And um, yeah, working with Tadashi was quite quite an experience. Uh, yeah. Tadashi Ono. I know the chef from where? Uh, um, he went on to do several. He was at Matsuri. That's and then, what, Matsuri. Yeah, Matsuri. Okay. So we're still in touch with with uh, with our chefs, and it's a uh, one of my favorite moments is when Florence Fabricon inter- came to do an interview, um, and we opened the paper the next day. It's you know there used to be the food section. Yeah, sure. Right? And it was a full blown picture, practically the whole page, with Tadashi bending and working with his chopsticks. Oh, that's to cool. arrange a dish. It was like, wow! It's a microgreens, no oh, doubt. <laughs> really? Oh, that's that's. It was kind of the the uh, kind of quote unquote fusion, you know, with French but with Japanese influence. Yeah. Do you, 
are, are there restaurants we talked about it a little bit before the show? Are there restaurants that really make you sad that they're closed? It's just a bygone era that are no longer on the landscape. Um, the the modern ones. Uh, the the um, I miss. I'm doing, I mean, the contemporary ones. Yeah. I miss the Nomad so bad. Yeah, Nomad was a great restaurant. Nomad though. was just yeah. very very special. Yeah. Um. Uh, I miss what I mean. Lutes. Yeah. Lutes. Andre yeah. Solter, who we're still in touch with. Yeah. Yeah. La Côte Basque, Jean-Jacques yeah. Rachou. Uh, did Le Cirque come back and close? Le that was another kind of temple. Came ba- yes, they came back a big, at some point was Le Cirque 2000, and right. then they moved again. Uh, I, but um, I don't think they ever hit their mark. My it's hard to leave, yeah. you know, your your place, and, and yeah. yeah. So what was like? What was that night like? The closing night of La Caravelle? Was it teary? I mean, what came to? What was the decision? You're like. It's just time to close. Was it like landlord or lease tripling their several, rent? Or? Several, I, several factors together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, first of all, the night before we were going to announce that we're closing, I got a phone call from the James Beard Foundation saying, mm-hmm. "La Caravelle's been nominated to be one of the outstanding, most outstanding restaurants." I was like, "Stop the joking!" Now. In the country, in the country, in the country. Yeah. I was like, "No, no, no! It's, it's not a joke. It's for real." This was March, and they said. The awards are in May. I was like, um, we're going to announce tomorrow that we're closing. They said, oh, oh. no. Oh, no, you're not. You're going to wait. <laughs> you're going to wait till May. Did you hold on? We did. We did. <laughs> and um, and also when we were ready to close, we gave, uh, right after the, the Beard Awards, we gave uh, people 10 days. We didn't say, oh, we closed last night. Because I think right. it's sad when you've been around for 44 years to like, bye. That's yeah, it. totally. Everybody wants their last meal. Exactly. So what was yeah. the last night like? Who shows up? The Who's last there? night was quite uh, eventful, actually, because we, one of our friends who... Um, who's a, t- a tenor, uh, Irish tenor, mm-hmm. Robert White. He actually was at the first night of Caravel in 1960. Wow. And the last night. That, That's It doesn't get beautiful. any more special than that. And he sang, you know, one of my favorite songs, Oh, Danny Boy. Oh, wow. Um, do, you know, that, do, you, do you know that they wrote that song just so Irish people can find a way to cry? Uh, <laughs> ooh, not I very, did not, not know not that. Not teary people. That's really what it's about. <laughs> I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, I much. mean, Walter Cronkite yeah. was there. Wow. there were, we had we had um, some wonderful Walter friends Cronkite. there. Yes, Walter Cronkite. Oh. He was, the world was so simple then. You had one... Yes. Voice. It was Walter Cronkite who would just deliver the news without all the clicks and the, that's it and all exactly. the bullshit. Yeah. Just you could and you just trusted. We are just in a different world now, right? Exactly. Uh, um, our last night was also we were uh, followed, ghosted by uh, uh, and followed by Alex Witchell of the New York Times. Oh, yeah, she was sure. writing the, the article right. and uh, she was interviewing people, and I was very worried about you know protect the 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 uh, privacy of people. And actually, the guests were like, "How about me? Can I be interviewed?" Yeah, <laughs> I, I think so, everyone would probably want to go on record. Yes, as being yes. on closing night, telling their if, family memories yeah. and things like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was very I special. Mean, we, I have a restaurant like that with uh, my family. Uh, I've done my my wife's 50th, my kids, my daughter's 21st birthday. Yeah. All this stuff. And we, we always go to El Buco. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and we have you know, opened up wines from her, her birth, birth year, which is yes. 1998, which is a fantastic vintage. Oh. Both kids were born in great vintage. I'm a lucky, lucky Wonderful. Man. 98 <laughs> and 2002. Um, yeah, that's the beauty of restaurants that you were asking me before, what is so special about restaurants. This is one of the biggest things for me mm-hmm. is you're associated in 
crucial moments of, of your guests' lives. That's true. You know, you close a deal or you're happy, happy occasion, obviously, engagement, etc. You're the theater of so many engagement um, evenings and um, marriages, deaths, everything. weddings, even birthdays. deaths. Exactly. Yeah. People come to, to you know, um, talk about their memories and, and uh, it's very personal sure. in a way. So. And there's nothing that kind of amplifies that love uh, more than breaking bread exactly. and sharing food exactly. and... The hospitality, yeah, having wine with somebody, it's totally. just, uh, yeah. it's it's a it's a great therapeutic. It <laughs> is, it moments is on on many levels when you Definitely. get to get a chance to sit down with people you love yeah. and do exactly that. Yeah. So that was a very special last night. Very special. It was it was a little sad, obviously, because sure. it was a closing, but we closed with a message of end of this chapter, not the end of the book. Mm -hmm. So that was. Um, That was a good kind of, there was some upbeat uh, feeling about it, mm -hmm. which is how you want it to be. Celebrate the life, not just, you know, cry on, on the death. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I totally. And did you want to open another restaurant? And at that <sighs> yeah. point, you're just like, no, I'm, I'm done. We actually tried, uh, but then <laughs> soon enough, we, we came to our sense of like, what? Are we what? crazy? <laughs> What are we getting ourselves into again? Even no. your kids are going, no, no, don't do no, it. Yeah. No. So the, the way that um, the name... Continued was thanks to the champagne and the wine. Actually. I was with, so we are drinking the Blanc de Blanc. Yes, uh, yes. So where's it from in Champagne? So it's made in uh, Epernay, Epernay uh, yeah. by a house called the Castellan, which oh. is part of the Laurent Perrier Group. Ah, very, yes. very nice. So you were actually pouring the champagne at the restaurant. At the restaurant, not. We used to work with another house then, okay. but the, we started the champagne in '98 at the restaurant. Okay. While the restaurant closed in 2004. Right. So we really wanted to have our own cuvee just for our guests, you know, as an extra hospitality amenity. It's fantastic sort of. branding as well. It is. Right? It is. So it's, uh, it's a great name too. It rolls off the tongue. Look how yeah. well, right? Um, and so where, when does this become a business? So after we closed, um, we thought we'd close everything, stop everything, because mm -hmm. it was just for the restaurant. And then our friends, family, and, and guests, you know, turned to me and said, hey, why don't you continue the champagne? I was a bit startled and scared, because it's a very different premise to have now a brand that used to be a restaurant, and now you're going to make it into a, a, a champagne brand. What was the first vintage that you, it, it, it had nothing to do with the restaurant, now it's a brand? <sighs> It was, always vintage. it was always oh. non-vintage. We okay, only had right. non-vintage. But okay. it was, um, it had to come slowly. You always had the restaurant in your mind because that's the, the name, you know, the genesis sure. of the name. Which, which, by the way, I remember, like, drinking the champagne and I'd say, oh, this is interesting. Like, the restaurant. Oh, no, it, it, it's the restaurant. Right. And by the way, I only got, like, 10 cases because this is the last of it because this was the last bit of it in their cellar. So at one point it was transitioning into a... Like you're, oh no, this a, could a be standalone a standalone champagne brand. Standalone champagne brand. And that took a long time. Yeah. It took a long time because it's, um, I mean, for two reasons. One is that some, I heard from some restaurant people, I don't really want the name of another restaurant on my wine list. And I was like, you know, it's legitimate. I understand that. But the restaurant's not going to open again. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was a restaurant, but so that's why it took time. It it's took iconic. Time. It's, it's iconic. It's not like some shit brand. It's exactly. a great. <laughs> Yeah, and right. also it was right. made with the spirit of of a restaurant, you know, kind of food pairing. Right. Ultimate food pairing. Yeah, because this is brilliant. I guess being restaurateurs, I, I, I love it. Know. Chardonnay, 
Uh, it's got a great mouthfeel. Uh, it, it feels like it's almost brute. I mean, it's it, it is little. in the brute category. It's yeah. it's eight grams, yeah. eight grams a liter, which is yeah. like the yeah, so it's the very, very dry. It's, 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 it's yeah, and it's not gorgeous. too acidic either, yeah. which yeah. is uh, no, it's, yeah, it's very food friendly. Yeah. Very food friendly. Um, you need to replenish here. Oh yeah, sorry. Hold on one second. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, keep talking while I pour. I will keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing that was tough is for me to go from, you know. Restaurant, restaurateur to all of a sudden selling champagne. Yeah, so is Andre helping you with this, or he's Andre, just stepping away, going, "No, nah, this is you." Oh no, no, no. He, I mean, he. I do most of the things, but he's my conciliary. He's sure. my advisor because yeah. uh, he has a great sense of all, all you know, this whole wine situation, markets, people, and restaurants. Um, he's also a chevalier du Tastevin, and uh, you know, we work together on the wines at the restaurant. Right. So he's great advisor. I always. Always turn to him, hmm. for sure. That's why you're still married. Look yeah, at what you talk about so glowingly right. about your, your husband. Yeah, that's what do you so think strange. of this? Yeah. What do you think of that? So mm. sometimes we don't agree, obviously. Otherwise, it would be boring. Yes, but, that's uh, true. That's no, true. It was tough for me because I'm more of a marketing and promotion person. To sell is a very different mindset. Mm. I had been kind of traumatized by bad salesmanship. People, you know, like insisting. It's like... Don't you get it? I'm not interested. Yeah. And no. yet they come back and back. And I call back. them aluminum siding salesmen. <sighs> yeah. How do I get you a new car today? Hey, you know, this, this house needs some new <sighs> siding. Like, Man, yeah, just, it can be so persistent. It's so bad. Know? It's such a it's, bad culture. Bad salespeople are like... It is. It, the, the worst of the worst is if... Uh, uh, go, go try to buy a new car on uh, on a lot. Like, exactly. these, these are dinosaurs. <sighs> these people do not change. No. I think it worked for them for a while. (laughs) For for too long. And then Carvana came along and changed the entire market. (laughs) Exactly. uh, But so it's also very difficult because so really when does this brand launch when it's like, it's a brand, I'm doing it. Um, What year was that? That was in, um, so the restaurant closed in 80, in uh, 04. That was in, I think, just a couple of years later, barely, a couple of years later. So what I did, I started to go see people that I knew. Smart. The first person that I went to see was Alain Ducasse. He was about to open a couple of restaurants mm-hmm. in New York. And we were friends and we had done, I had done I'd help them with something, obviously, on a friendly basis. And he said, anything you need, let me know. I was like, oh, remember what you said to me? (laughs) Um, I'm now launching La Caravelle Champagne on its own. Would you please consider having it in your restaurant? And he said, you know what? Go see my wine director. If he likes it, you're in. But you're not going to reopen, right? I was like, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Do I look insane? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that's how it started. And then... um, you know, little by little, because I'm I'm not uh, that. Uh, I mean, you know the Jordan, John George group really well. You yes. know that whole team exactly. Um, you, you George, Daniel, uh, Le Bernardin, yeah, I mean, like, and a lot of uh, you know. I like the fact that the champagne is also comfortable in many different types of restaurants. Mm-hmm. It's kind of uh, the whole gamut, and, and the price is fantastic. Exactly, it's just like it's really value. Exactly, champagne still from like small. Like growers and people, like you said, just sitting with your husband, tasting and blending, and like this is the best, and exactly. arguing about what should be the best champagne. Because there's a story behind it, yeah. and it's it's user friendly in a way. Yeah, and um, that's the whole. That's why we wanted to get into. So that. So you're swimming upstream on two facts: one, La Caravelle, people are like that's a restaurant. Why would I do that? Right. And two, you're a woman. Yep. Although I never, I don't think I felt any. 
or maybe I didn't. I was in, I was oblivious. I didn't see that um, being a woman. What was hard for me is to um, sell. I just because my style is, I I would like the appointment to happen because we know each other, mm-hmm. but not because you're going to do me a favor because of blah, blah, yeah. Blah. It's the product. Do you like the product? It just helps to get the appointment. Yeah, that's it. The rest, the product has to speak. Yeah, that's. And I I always say like, don't you don't do work me a favor. for you. I put it in the glass. It either speaks to you or doesn't. It's exactly. just that simple. Exactly. And if it works for you now, great. If it doesn't, no worries. We're, it's not the time or it's okay. The rosé is off the chart and uh, so accessible. The Thank price point's you. crazy. Yeah. I first time I had a glass, I'm like, what are you giving this away? Like, what are you? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's yeah. that's crazy. That's I think yeah, that has to do with great, your, great your, your also your long roots in that uh, in the business and starting the brand and who you're definitely with. and interestingly about the rosé back when we still had La Caravelle, I had these all of a sudden I had these flashes I was like telling Andre and the champagne person who was helping us with our cuvee I was like rosé champagne mark my words it's going to be a big thing yeah. they were like men will never drink a pink beverage <laughs> I'm like. Mm, you watch it and <laughs> I don't know no. rub it in but still yeah, it's, all, all, it's here all of a sudden you look forward, you flash forward a little bit and there's a store called Thomas Pink and men are wearing <laughs> pink right. shirts <laughs> that's yeah, right Billicard had the same issue yeah. they were just like when they had rosé people were like nobody's going to drink rosé right like, you're, and now you're wrong. look no, everybody yep. everybody uh, drinks rosé exactly um, yeah it's it's a really and champagne as we were talking about earlier the just the supply and demand is frightening it which, is which is you can't get it it's so hard to get right now with the supply chain thing but also you know, the silver lining to this all is it not that like we used to particularly as Americans like Champagne was a celebration. That's the only time you ever drank it. Right. Or you drank it with birthday cake, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's drink champagne with something really chocolate, sweet. Bitter chocolate. Like, think just like, insane, right? right? Yeah. But um, it, I think uh, America's done an amazing job. As I've, I've, I've been doing this for 26, 7 years. I've watched the palate You've seen go that. from Tubac Chuck to, like, to Australia to finer burgundy to lower alcohol yep. and to drinking champagne and understanding champagne right. um, and realize there's real exactly. value here. There's a lot of yeah. the, a lot of education that has paid off. I have to say that all the, the, the Psalms and the wine people have really been very instrumental for that. I agree. Because, you know, in, in, in like opening the public's eyes, discover something. Don't always stay order the same wine. It's good to, of course, you want to drink what you like, but just discover something, open up. And champagne is a wine, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Then just have it just because. You don't have to celebrate something. Yeah. I, ble- I also, like champagne and oysters, champagne and sushi, champagne and like uni. Like it, the, the pairings are incredible. Fried chicken, pizza, fried you chicken, name it. Yeah, because Potato all, chips, you name it. Once you peel back, yep. you know, a little bit and you realize the depth of complexity of flavors. Exactly. Whether it's Blanc de Blanc de, Blanc de Blanc, Blanc de Blanc, Blanc de Noir, you know, I mean, it's just like, and then the aging part, it's, it's crazy what it goes with. It does. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge uh, champagne advocate uh, a, as well. Excellent. Do you, so, um, what, what, what is the caravel of today? Are there, are there any, res, like, restaurants you go, oh, this reminds me of, you know, uh, like home? Uh, I are would there say... any restaurants you would look at today and think, like, this is old school, and I really like it. I was at Pavillon Daniel's. The Pavillon is yeah. beautiful, beautiful. I liked it. It was it was it was white tablecloth and relaxed. Yes, and yet you're on Forty Second Street yeah. near Grand Central Station, and it's gorgeous. It uh, is. It's also very like uh, there's a lot of civility in there. Yeah, 
you know. And not not stuffy. Not stuffy. Uh, the not song stuffy. I took care of was Blake. Yes, Blake Bernard. He's he, awesome. He was just like joking with us, yeah. and I was like, "This is so cool because I I will always like go for the joke, and I I want to relax. Good. It's my way of like just chilling out in a place, <laughs> and I, I like when it's not stuffy. And I had an amazing uh, meal there, and I but I'm trying to think like I like. I do. There's a need for white tablecloth restaurants. Not everything can be like definitely right. And yeah. I, so I was ha- very happy to go there. Also, um, I love Le Coucou. Le Coucou has that. There's a little bit of a kind of nostalgia in a way. Right. Yeah. And uh, but it more with a modern flair to it. All right. What was the uh, Netflix series where? Uh, the character Anna Delva took Le Cuckoo for like $100,000 or something. Yes. Just, oh, sign it to my room. And then one day they go, you know, she doesn't, we don't have her card on file. I know. <laughs> but you know, the, the best part of that is like, they just assumed because she was ordering nothing but like Cheval Blanc, top flight Bordeaux, <laughs> Burgundy's like, oh, she definitely has money. Look she at, knows. Look at the vintage. She's drinking DRC. She's drinking great champagne. We don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Like, and she took them to the cleaners. That was quite... Uh, there's a scene in that in that series that just it makes me laugh so loud when I remember yeah. it. When she's dining with her dad, she's a little girl. She's yeah, yeah. In, uh, oh. in Germany, ha! Huh. And the, he orders a Coca Cola for her and a Chateau Petrus, Petrus. for himself. Yeah. And he proceeds to pour the Coca Cola right. in the Petrus. I was dying yeah. in my seat. Yeah, because basically <laughs> it was a fuck you to the song because yeah. the song pulled him aside. No Can doubt, you afford this? No doubt, uh, we we call that profiling him. For right. lack of a better word, right. going like right. I don't think this guy knows how much or what this is. So he reminds him, and now he just pours the Coca Cola in the Petrus. Like fuck you, how's that? <laughs> that was epic. <laughs> that was that. an that epic was, scene. I gotta say, it made me laugh hysterically <laughs> as well. Um, do you do anything besides champagne? Do you bring in other stuff besides champagne? We have uh, uh, red uh, Bordeaux from Listrac okay. also. It just kind of happened, um, just out of. Um, Pure chance. Uh, oh. Andre used to work with. I don't know if you remember Marc Lartigo from the old days from the BNP. I remember BNP. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, he was touring France when in his purchasing trips, mm-hmm. which I regret not taking him up on the offer and going with him. But anyway, um, and one day he says, "You know, there's a there's this. I'm in Listrac, and there's this cooperative. Right. There's there's this little wine that's so good, and that." That cuvee is called La Cara- Caravelle. Oh, okay. We're like, oh, really? Oh, how fun. Okay. And then, then we tasted and we thought it was so cool. So it was delicious. So that's how it became, kind of anecdotal. Well, that's cool. I a think small production, very uh, small production. Yeah, I, I love it. I think um, I'd like to bring Bordeaux back. I love Bordeaux. I think they there's some problems with pricing definitely. and gray market stuff but like definitely white bordeaux is one of my favorites oh, i agree with you yeah. it's um, the unsung hero yeah right? and i'm, I'm as champagne is to me is like it's everywhere now which i love and our our good friend zulema from bon Sans, yes uh, is a huge throat of krug and all things champagne which yes. i um which why i definitely had her on because i'm like she loves champagne as much if not more than i do I so love that. <laughs> um, so you know i think um we're at the part of the show where, uh, you know, Salvador Dali speaks to God and he said, I would love to paint a portrait of Rita Jamais. So let me know when she's coming. So God is going to come and whisper in your ear and say, Rita, it's time. Many <laughs> years from now. So I'm going to give you your last meal, your last drink and your last song before you 
float off into the clouds. So what would you be eating? What would you be drinking? And what song are you listening to as you float off? Mm. <laughs> I had started a list the 10 foods that I would like to eat before I die. Oh, really? That's a good, this, that's a good list to start to create. It's, it's still in formation. Okay. Uh, the, the first dish, actually, I, I was lucky to have that yesterday at Le Bernardin. It's the pounded tuna, uh, raw tuna, oh, yeah. with a crispy slice of baguette and foie gras on it. Ooh. I mean, this is like wow. incredible. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Incredible. Prepare. That's one, yes, definitely. Um, I love quenelle really made well. Quenelle. So like a fish. Yes, which we had at La Caravelle. Yeah. Quenelle, it's it's kind of a fish mousse um, with a Nantua cream sauce, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, You're making me hungry, but go ahead. (laughs) Some of the Middle Eastern food, because I'm I'm from the Middle East originally. Yes, the the crispy basmati rice with, uh, you know, lemon chicken um, recipe. I love that you're coursing it out like a real restaurateur. Yeah. (laughs) 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 I mean, I can't begin to name it. Nowadays, I would say I have to have uni in my meal. Otherwise, I have this obsession with uni going on. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's a dish from Jean Georges that I love too. It's the you know the egg yolks with the between the brioche toast yeah. and the caviar on top. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and um, I love the madeleines that Danielle makes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're at dessert. All right, we're at dessert. Okay, okay. we're hopping back and, and forth. And, and and what are we drinking? Definitely, we start with you know what champagne. So, okay. Yeah, All right. Champagne. We'll do some Caravel. We'll do some Caravel. Right. We could have a little Krug here and there, Krugo, too. Krug, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> um, I, and then white Bordeaux, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Like an old Grave or something. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, La Mission. La Mission yeah. Brion. Mission yeah. Gorgeous. Um, and then I would go to Burgundy because I, I love Burgundy. I love Volnay particularly. Okay. D'Angerville is my favorite uh, producer. Okay. There are others, but yeah. <laughs> we're going to stay there. <laughs> and uh, I'm not crazy about dessert wine because I think it's overkill and okay. I'd rather enjoy, you know. I'm more wine. savory. Yeah, I'll go, me too. I'll me get too. more savory, yeah. Definitely. Um, and what piece of music are you listening to during all this? Mm, that's a good question. I like so many different styles of music. Um I like uh, acoustic guitar a lot. Whatever has okay. acoustic guitar with it um, could be, could be uh, um, Jose Feliciano or could be um, okay. Manitas de Plata. Okay. Um, Gypsy Kings. Gypsy Kings are good. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No. Yeah. A lot of. Uh, That's so there's cool. a French singer uh, named Kenji Girac. Okay. He's he's a gypsy also. Just okay. so happens he sings in French. Really good. And old maybe Edith Piaf or, or Edith Piaf, yeah. Charles Trenet or Charles Aznavour. Okay. So actually you you've, you just put together your Spotify list for when you're <laughs> leaving the planet. <laughs> exactly. I'll take that with me, please. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, Arita, so um, how do people find you and your Instagram and La Caravelle? Just give us some... Um, Wait sure. for people listening, they want to like find out more info. Definitely. So my personal Instagram is at Rita Jamet, my, my name. J A M E T. No, M M R I T A J A M M E T. Two M's. Okay. Right. And then yeah. we have uh, La Caravelle Champagne uh, as uh, an Instagram also page. Okay. 
Um, basically, through that, you can you can find me there. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on DOTJ oh, thank podcast. Thank you so much for pleasure. having me. This was so much fun. And drinking on the job has never been as fun than it is now. <laughs> the best. Cheers. Cheers to you. Thank okay. you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to check us out at dotjpodcast.com. Until then, I'll see you at the bar.